You're listening to the City Hope Church podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope this can inspire you and build your faith. Enjoy the message. I'm going to piggyback where Tyler left off. We're studying the book of Proverbs, or not Proverbs, Philippians, sorry. We're stud- That's the second time I've done that, you know, in this series. We're studying the book of Philippians. Uh, Tyler left us off in chapter 3. We're, le- we're studying chapter 4 today, which is one of the most famous chapters in all the Bible because there's so many verses that you probably already have memorized that you're going to see up here today. Uh, but we're going to be t- studying Philippians chapter 4 today. And, uh, and to start this message, I just got to ask you a question because I know so many of us, including myself, we deal with this. But how many of you would say that you are a worry wart? Like you worry about things all the time. Raise your hands, all right? I see my fellow warriors in here. How many of you didn't raise your hand because you were worried about people looking around at you? <laughs> yeah, see, so I, I, I see you. Well, here, here's what I know. I know, uh, and, and scripture, scripture teaches this as well, but it's this, is that what you fear the most is, reveals actually what you value the most. So the things that you're most worried about actually reveals what you value the most in life. And so say you're a parent with kids. Say you're always worried about your kids. What does that mean when you're worried about your kids? It means that you value your kids above everything else, right? Because you're worried about them. Some of us, uh, some of us, we're in different stages of life. Some of you, you're worried about because you're not getting married yet. I, I, I haven't found a spouse yet. I'm not married yet. Why, why are you worried about that? It's because you value relationships and you, and you value someone, a companion, someone to come alongside of you. And so what, what we fear the most reveals what we value the most. But I'd also say it like this, is that what you fear the most reveals where you trust God the least, Think about that for just a moment. What you fear the most reveals where you trust God the least. That's what you fear actually reveals, it actually opens a window into a greater spiritual issue to where you're not giving these different things to God. In fact, when we talk about worry, there's some people, someone defined worry in this way, and I wanted to bring it to you. Someone said worry is simply this, the sin of distrusting the promises and the power of God. Think about that for just a moment. You know, all of us at one point or another, we worry about something. Some of us, we worry about our finances. We worry about how are we going to make ends meet, especially now, you know, when it takes a hundred and something dollars to fill up my car, I'm worried about how I'm going to make ends meet, you know, and so some of us, we're worried about our finances. Others of us, we're worried just about maybe some of us, it's our job. Are we going to, I don't like my job, or I want a different job, or am I going to be able to keep my job? Are they going to lay me off? Some of us, were worried about our job. Others of us, were worried about our relationships. Some of us, our marriage, we feel like our marriage maybe is falling apart, or it's hurting, or it's struggling, and so we're worried about that relationship. Others of us, some of us, we're in a health crisis, or we know someone who is. And we're like, God, are you going to heal this person? And we're worried about our health and our health issues. Some of us, we're just concerned about the future. What does the future look like? What does our future hold? And can I tell you, I am in this category of worry. I preach to you today out of this, out of this idea that hey, this is me. Everything that I'm talking about today is honestly where, where I'm at with worry. In fact, I would say that I am a chronic worrier. And I think I get it from me and mom. Mom's looking at me right now. She don't know this message, but this message is for me and mom because we worry about everything. We, we worry about all kinds of stuff, and I, I truly am a chronic worrier. In fact, uh, I, I, thought, 
I was making some progress to overcome my problem of worrying. And I thought, man, I, I, I'm getting better at this. And then I started this church. And can I tell you, <laughs> being the leader, there is a lot of things to worry about. There's a lot of things to think about. There's a lot of things to worry about. And I found out that my prayer life was really increasing just on the fact that I was worrying about so many different things. And some people, some people, that's, that, that's, that's where you're at. And others of us, some of us, <laughs> when there's nothing to worry about, that's what we're worried about. You ever been there before? Like, man, I'm not thinking. I don't think anything's on my mind. Man, I'm, I'm worried that I'm not worried about anything, you know? And so nothing's wrong, but something must be wrong that I'm not seeing, you know? And so we, we all feel that way uh, from time to time. And in this series, what, what we've done is I, I've shown you how to take different, uh, different aspects. Today, I'm going to talk about how to turn your worry into happiness, how to turn your worry and to joy. And that's what we've been talking about in the book of Philippians, how to have joy in all circumstances. In fact, our theme verse for this series has been out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, which says this. It says, rejoice in the Lord when? Always. always. Rejoice in the Lord always. And Paul says it again. He says, I'm going to say it again because he's a good pastor. I'm going to say it again. Rejoice. It is time to rejoice. This is such a great verse. And I told you a lot, uh, two weeks ago, that this verse literally translated, it means that we find our joy in the Lord. Like it is in the Lord. Your joy comes from the Lord. And worry is no exception to that. So today, what I want to do is I want to show you worry is just a matter of perspective. Worry is a matter of perspective. I want to pray over our service today. Lord, we love you. And Lord, I thank you. Lord, I, I'm just asking today that you would take our worry and turn it into joy. Lord, that you would give us a new perspective on life, a new perspective on, on worrying, and Lord, help us most importantly, Lord, to tr put our hope and our trust in you. Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. amen. I told you mom is a worrier. And uh, so I got to pick on you a little bit today. And uh, <laughs> I, we, we, I, growing up, there's a lot of different things that we did. And mom, mom was worried about a little bit of everything. When I got a car, I think that was probably mom was scared to death. And especially because I drove 80 to school every day. That was another reason why. But mom, mom, me and mom are worry warts. And uh, one thing that I think is kind of funny that uh, it, it almost never fails that we're always worried about is this little thing called the straightening iron. And so mom, and I guess the girls or whoever, I don't even know how this thing works, but it plugs into the wall and it gets really hot and it straightens your hair apparently. <laughs> Every once in a while, we think that we forget that we left the straightening iron on at the house when we leave. There have been trips, vacations, like almost ruined over arguments of Elizabeth, did you turn off the straight, did you unplug the straightening iron? And like, mom is like, ghost, worst case scenario, the house is burnt down already. Like, I, <laughs> I hope we can make it back. And literally, I'm, I, I kid you not, we have turned around multiple trips to make sure, and I tell you, almost every time that straightening iron always unplugged. And so, I, it, 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 we just worry about, it. we worry about little things, right? And so, in fact, my, my wife told me last night, this is horrible. You don't even know this yet, uh, worry war. Uh, my wife, I was, I was preaching, I preached my message through every once in a while, Saturday nights with my wife, and I was preaching this through, 
I was talking, I was talking about this story in where he, she said, oh man, I, I, I didn't want to tell you this because I know you're going to be really mad. And, and you know, it always, it's always really good after your wife says that, right? <laughs> she said, I didn't, I didn't want to tell you this. But the whole time we were on the trip that weekend in Tulsa, we took three days and, and took a trip. She said, um, I left the iron plugged in and on. All three days, everyone. It's a miracle my house is still there. <laughs> but the funny thing is, she knew I would worry about it, and so it ruined my trip. And so she didn't want to tell me because of the worry, everyone. And so, and so here we are. We're, 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 just, we're, we're worried about everything. And can I tell you, if anyone had a reason to worry in Scripture, I think it would have been the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul had something much more to worry about than the straightening iron or, or, or the actual iron or whatever. He was locked up in prison in jail, facing possible execution. I mean, if anyone had anything to worry about, I think it would have been the Apostle Paul. Um, and honestly, if anyone should have lost their happiness, I think it would have been Paul. I mean, Paul should have been the person who was not happy and who was really worried about everything. But we learn in the book of Philippians that Paul had a different perspective on God than anyone else had. In fact, Paul wrote things in Scripture like this. He wrote, he wrote nothing can separate you from the love of God. No trouble, no hardship, no persecution, no famine, no sword, no nakedness. He says nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate you from God's love. You know why Paul could write things like that? It's because Paul had seen God's faithfulness throughout his life. And he'd seen it in multiple different ways. I mean, Paul had more life tragedies than most of us will ever go through. I mean, Paul was, there's stories about Paul being shipwrecked, abandoned on an island with snake. He, he gets bit by poisonous snakes. He gets, uh, he gets beaten, uh, almost beaten to death, left for dead. And now we see in the book of Philippians that he's in prison, waiting in execution. And in the middle of that, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 5, again, I'm going bring to it, bring it to you again. It says this, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And I'm going to say it again, rejoice. And so today I brought a little illustration, brought you this beautiful box. And so I want to, I want to show you this box. I want to show you what it means today to rejoice in the Lord. We're going to learn about that just a little bit today. Because when you see the Lord the way that Paul had, had seen the Lord, he's going to show you that you don't have to worry. That there's nothing to worry about. In fact, so many of us think that worry is just a way of life, that, man, I can never overcome this worry. In fact, many of us, we, we don't even like to talk, say that it's worry. Instead, we say things like, well, I'm not worried, I'm just concerned, right? Just concerned about what's going on. And listen, you don't have to be worried when you know the Lord the way that Paul knew the Lord and when you develop that relationship with the Lord. And I want to teach you two things today, two really simple points Two really ideas that Paul gives us from Scripture. I want to teach you how he knew the Lord to help us not worry. Here's the first one. It's this, is that we don't have to worry about what will happen when we know who's in charge. And so many of us, some of you, you walked in here today and you're like, man, I don't even know what's happening in the world today. But listen, we don't have to worry about what will happen when we know who's in charge. When we know who's on the throne. We don't have to worry about the how when we know the who right? And, and, and so that's, that's the whole idea that Paul uh, teaches us here. In fact, uh, there, there's been times in my life that I have done some things that I, I don't know how to do. <laughs> and so to give you an example, just a few weeks ago, or actually for like six months, my porch light has been, not been working in my house. Like 
when you come over to my house and it's in the dark, we pull out our phones for a flashlight. Hey, you know, watch out for that step, you know. And, and so anyway, our porch light wasn't working. It's was a small thing. And, and one day, you know, your, your pastor Noah is, is decides, I can do it. I'm going to fix that porch light, right? Like, I, no reason I can't do it. And so I spend what I thought was going to be about 45 minutes maybe on the max. I'll run to Lowe's, grab me a new light, because I was convinced that the light fixture was broke. Bring the light fixture back, hook it all up, flip on the switch, nothing. Done. I spend the rest of the day, I waste my entire day, everyone, with fixing this porch light. I done, I... I took, I took the whole box out. I went inside to the switch. I took the switch out, replaced the switch. And, and then I, I don't know, somehow I shocked myself then. Because, <laughs> listen, I deemed that when the switch didn't work, I just decided that there was no power. Right? And so there's nothing, yeah, there's no power if the switch aren't working. I mean, it should be working. So I, yeah. So I learned my lesson there. It took a whole day. And, he, and here's the deal. I, I, I did that, and, and me, me and poor Emily were around. There, there was no one who knew what to do. There, there was no who that knew, so to say, right? And uh, sounded a little bit like Dr. Seuss here. No who that knew. <laughs> and then I called. Then I called some friends. I called mom. Mom called Joanna and Jason, and, and we figured we, they, they called. And anyway, we got an electrician out. We found the who that knew everyone. Jason was the who that knew. And he came out, and I felt so silly because in the matter of about 15 minutes, he solved my problem. And I couldn't solve it because I wasn't the who that knew, right? I needed, I needed the who that knew. And so and this, is, this is, in fact, there, that's my story. Here's the way that Paul says it, and he says it way better than me. He says this. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god what does paul say he's saying don't worry about anything but in everything what does everything include i think some of us we kind of forget what everything includes you know well 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 god you can have this but not this right no he says in everything in everything even the things that we would consider small he says, give it to God, present it to God, present it to God through prayer. And look at the amazing promise after this. He says, and the peace of God. Oh, how many of you need some of that today? Like you're in the middle of this worry. What if we would surrender everything that we have to God, offer it up to him, and look at what the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And some of you, that's all you need. Some of you, this, this point right here is why God brought you to church this morning. It's because you need to know. You're, 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 you're wound up. You're in a, like a ball of hurry today. And God is saying to you, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about the how when you trust in the who. When you know the, the who that knew, Right? And so that's that's so what we're doing is we're learning to trust in the Lord, right? We're trusting in the Lord. And so what does that mean? Well, it means that if if we're worried, let me find let me find some things around here. If we're worried, let's say our finances first. What happens when we're worried about our finances? 
If we're worried about, if we're, how are we going to make ends meet? What do we do? Well, what if you trusted God at his word? And you obeyed his command to trust him with the tithe. And not only that, but to maybe live beneath your means a little bit. And to be generous to other people. What if we would take our finances and say, Lord, I trust you. I trust every piece of money that I have, every investment that I have, I trust it in you. What do we do? We give it to him. But you know the problem for so many of us is many of us, we come to church on Sunday and we present our requests to God. God, you can have it. Lord, you can have it all. Here, take it, Lord. But then a day goes by. (laughs) Some of us, an hour goes by and we get back in the car and like, I'm not trusting God with my finances. That don't make any sense. And so we present it to him, but then we like to take it back. Some of you, you're worried more about your relationships. You're worried about your relationships. You're worried about your kids. You're worried about your spouse. You're worried that you've got to go to your psycho relative's house later on today, right? <laughs> we got them. We all got them. And uh, we're worried about it. What are we going to do? I don't want to have this conversation again. I don't want to get in an argument again. Like, I, I, I don't want to go there. What would happen? No, what do we do? We give our psycho relatives to the Lord, all right? That's what we do. We just, we just place them in the box. We give them to the Lord. Some of us, we're in here this morning, and uh, we're worried about our health. And maybe it's not our health, but maybe it's the health of someone we love. And Lord, what, how, how, what, what, what's going to happen to them? What do I do? They're so sick. They just need some healing. What do we do? Well, if we do what Paul says, we're going to present it to God, and we're going to trust them to the Lord. We're going to trust that person to the Lord. What do we do? We pray about everything. And what happens? When you give it to him, you don't have to hold it anymore. What does that mean? You don't have things to worry about anymore because you've surrendered it to him and he's got it. And I think some of us, every once in a while, we just need a reminder that he's got it, that he's going to take care of it. And like, if you want to worry, you literally have to take it back from God. And so I'm just telling you today, Say, no, God, I trust you. And God, I can't handle this on my own. And I'm not going to take it back from you. Some of you, you literally need to go home and make yourself a God box. Yes. And, and I mean, it might just be a physical representation of, Lord, I trust you. I am going to put this in here. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. I'm not going to call my girlfriends and gossip about it anymore. Because, Lord, I trust you. I trust that you have it taken care of. Now, I say that. But I also want to say something on the other side because I don't want you to go home and be a bunch of lazy Christians either, all right? Because some of us, we can take this message and say, well, Pastor Noah said I don't need to do anything about it. Like, I don't need to mow the lawn anymore because the Lord's got it, right? Like, he's got it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Listen, I, I, think, I think if Paul was here today, I think he'd tell you, if you can do something about it, do something about it. Like, as much as you can do, do it. In fact, I like to say it this way, that I will do what I can do, and I'll trust God to do what I cannot do, right? And so I'm going to do as much, I, as the, the resources that the Lord has given me is on purpose, and I am going, I'm going to do as much as I can with the resources that he's already given me, but when I get to that point of stress and worry and anxiety about it, I, I, 
okay, God, I have done everything that I can do, but now I'm going to place it in your hands. And so if you can do something about it, do something about it. But if you can't, don't, it's not ours to worry about. I'm going to do what I can do. I'm going to trust God to do what I cannot do. And so when there's something that you cannot do, don't worry about it. Give it to the Lord. You got it? So I'm going to give you a little pop quiz. You ready? Pop quiz. I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to ask you some different things. And you tell me what you can, if, if you can do it. And if you cannot do it, what are we going to do? We're going to give it to the Lord, right? All right? Here's your first question. Question number one. Can you heal your loved one? No. no. So what do we do? We give it to the Lord, right? We pray about them. We present our requests to God. We, we, we give it to the Lord. God can heal our loved one. Let me ask you this. Can you change your spouse? No, <laughs> no right? You can do everything that you can do on your end, right? So I'm going to make sure that on my end, I have a healthy relationship with my spouse. I'm going to serve my spouse in the way that the Lord has asked me to serve her. I'm going to do everything that I can. But can I change her? No. Can God? Absolutely. Can you protect your kids? Somewhat, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do what I can do to protect my kids. You know, I'm, I'm, I might be a little helicopter parent, right? But I, I, I'm going to protect my kids. But can you protect them forever? Absolutely not. Can you make all their choices? No. Can God protect your kids? Can he provide for them? Absolutely. And so what do we do? We, 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 we give it to God. Can you control your future? Somewhat, right? You make decisions every day that impact your future. But can you, what, is, it, is there a point of, for me to go home and worry about my future? Absolutely not. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. In fact, he's going to, if he provides for the birds, right, he's going to provide for me. And so what do we do? We trust our future to God. Can you change anything by worrying? <laughs> Absolutely not. Here it is, everybody. Can you change anything by worrying? Absolutely not. Can God change anything by his power? Absolutely. Absolutely he can. And so some of you, if there's something that you are worried about, you know what? I'm not going to let worry steal my happiness. I'm not going to let worry steal my joy. I'm not going to worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, I'm going to present my request to God. And here's the deal. There's this peace that goes beyond our human ability to understand that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus when we do what? When we give it to the Lord, when we surrender it to God. But now if you're like me, I tend to go worst case scenario on things. I told you a little bit about that earlier, but I go worst case scenario. In fact, there was one night, <laughs> um, well, can I tell you two stories? I got time to tell you two stories. I'll tell you two really quick stories. Just three weeks ago, we've been doing youth at the at the rec center downtown, and can I tell you, it's been awesome. So if you have kids sixth through twelfth grade, join us down. It's been a blast. Well, one thing about the youth is we we have to set up and tear down every every time we do it, and so there's a lot of equipment and stuff that goes back and forth from the church, and you know we've we've done this before, so we've we're we're, we're getting it figured out. And so one of the I think the first night that I I left there. I left, I left my iPad, I, and this is like, this is my iPad, everybody, you know what I mean? Like, like this, this, is, this is a preaching iPad, and uh, I left it there, and I woke up at 3 a.m., 
that night, that Wednesday, well, I guess that was Thursday morning. Thursday morning, I woke up at 3 a.m. I woke Emily up, and I said, I left my iPad at the rec center. And I was, I was so, I just decided that from 8 o'clock when we left to 3 o'clock in the morning that somebody had already been in there and stole my iPad, that it was gone. And I've got all my messages on here, and I'm going to lose everything. And so Emily literally had to talk me out of driving up to the rec center at 3 a.m. in the morning to get this iPad. Why? Because I, I immediately went to worst-case scenario, right? Okay, another one, super quick. Uh, downstairs, if you volunteer, by the way, here's a quick plug. We got a waffle iron downstairs, and you can make waffles before service, so that's pretty cool. Anyway, one day I thought that we left the waffle iron on, and I woke up again. This happens in the middle of the night, everyone. This is horrible. It's like 2 a.m., I wake up, and I'm like, Emily, did anybody check the waffle iron? <laughs> and I was convinced that the church had burned to the ground, the fire alarm system malfunctioned and didn't tell anybody about it, and nobody saw it because it was in the middle of the night, and we were going to have nothing left here. I mean, I was literally convinced of that. <laughs> Worst case scenario, right? I mean, just immediately. Like, <laughs> and, I, and I tell you that because I realize in my life that I've just got to trust God. And we need, to, we need to trust God. Stop going to worst case scenario. What would happen? In fact, look at what Philippians says. Philippians doesn't tell us, Paul doesn't tell us to go worst case scenario. No, he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, what do we do? We think about those things. I want you to notice that Paul didn't say Think about what's bad or think about what's worse or think about what's miserable, right? He didn't, no, he said, let's think about what's noble and right and pure. And I'm telling you, this could change your life today if you would just change the way that you think. And so let's stop going worst case scenario. In fact, look at what he says. He says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, putting into practice and the peace and the God of peace is going to be with you. The God of peace. Listen, you don't have to worry about what's going to happen when you know who's in charge. Give it to the Lord and let his peace guard your heart. But so many of us, we, we, we still worry. We worry about what we have. We worry about where we are in life. We worry about our status. We worry, hey, I, need, I, I just need more to be happy. In fact, I, <laughs> you ever realize that like sometimes you go home and you can be like, you can be really content with the place that you live. Like I, I, can, I can go home and be real content with my home and be like, man, I love this place. You know, I just love my home. And, but then you go and visit someone else's home. And so often with me, I come back and I'm like, I come back to the house and I'm like, man, I live in this pathetic little shack on the outside of town, right? <laughs> like, you ever do that? Like, I, I, and that's, <laughs> like, what happened to this place is a dump? Like, a lot of people, a lot of people today, they are literally, they are discontented with the way that they look, with the way that they feel, the way, where they are in life, what they have in life. I wish I had a different house. I wish I had a better job. I wish I had more money. I wish I wasn't so busy. And all of a sudden, you become incredibly dissatisfied with what you have. But Paul would say, you don't have to worry about those things. In fact, I think he would say this. Here's the second point for today is that you don't have to worry about what we have when we know who truly satisfies. 
You don't have to worry about what you have when you know who truly satisfies. And basically, Paul lets us in, I, I think, on one of the greatest spiritual secrets in the world. Look at what Philippians chapter 4, verse 10, it says this. Paul says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord. Remember, again, in the Lord, that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. Whatever the circumstance. And you know, I just believe that this is something that God taught him. That whatever the circumstance, whether he's in prison or preaching the gospel, Paul says, I'm going to be content. Whether it's great, good, bad, horrible, whatever, I'm going to be content. And look at what the verse goes on to say. It says, I know what it is to be in need. And if anyone could write this, I really think that Paul, this is the right person to write this. I know what it is to be in need, he says. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want. You say, what's the secret, Paul? (laughs) What do I have to do? Look at what Paul says. The secret is that I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know what that means? It means that it doesn't matter what I have. It doesn't matter what I don't have. Because of my perspective of seeing God's goodness and hearing God's voice and experiencing his presence in the greatest trials because he's never left me, because he's never forsaken me, because his love is better than life, Paul says for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That no matter what I face in the middle of my worst days, in the middle of my best days, I can do it all. The reason that I can persevere, the reason that I can choose joy is because it's Christ who gives me strength. It's because my life's not mine. (laughs) My life's not mine. I'm hidden in Christ. And when you look at me, listen, I, I I want you to see the Lord. Look at this. Instead of looking at me constantly, instead of looking at what I'm going through all the time, no, you don't see me. Instead, who do you see? The Lord. (laughs) I want you to see the Lord. Listen, I don't have to worry because it's not about me. And it's, it's (laughs) it's not about my job either. And it's, it's not about the money that I make. And it's not about the health that I currently have. It's not about the relationships that I have. Because for me, I've put it in the Lord. I've trusted everything that I have. I've trusted my whole heart. I've trusted my relationships. I've trusted my job. I've trusted my decisions to the Lord. It's in Him. My whole life. My whole life is in him my health my money my relationships it's in him my life is in the lord so what does that mean it means that i don't have to worry worry is not allowed 
to steal my happiness anymore. And I can rejoice in the middle of all circumstances because I'm in the Lord. And it is the Lord who gives me strength because I know that he is working in all things, Scripture says, to bring about the good for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. I don't have to worry. My whole life is hidden in Jesus. And he's all I need. He's everything that I need. And suddenly, (laughs) it's not about me anymore. And it's not about you. It's all about him. In fact, this isn't just something that Paul said. This is something that scripture over and over. I mean, this is just a theme in scripture. Take a look at this. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself where? In the Lord, right? And he'll give you the desire of your heart. Now, does it say delight yourself in the new thing that you have? (laughs) Delight yourself in the raise that you just got? Or delight yourself because your kid won first place this weekend, right? Or delight yourself that your kid won last place and still got a trophy, right? Like, (laughs) I... Delight yourself in what? In the Lord. In the Lord. What else? Psalm 11, 1. Where? In the Lord. I take my refuge. Psalm 118, 8. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And for those of you, because I recognize there's some of you who came in here and you wondered, where in the world do I stand with God? What do I, I I've never surrendered my life over to Jesus. I, what, where do I stand with God? Look at what Acts 16, 31 says. It says, well, if you would just believe in the Lord Jesus, you'll be saved. Believe in him and you'll be saved. Not because of what we've done, but because of who he is and because of the communion that we celebrated today, the fact that our God, our Savior, would die on a cross for you so that you can be saved, so that you can live your whole life to trust fully in him. Because ultimately, it's not about us. And it's not about our money. It's not about our relationships. We're hidden in the Lord. And guess what? We don't have to worry. Worry will not steal my happiness. And so today, whatever you came in worrying about, what are we going to do? We're going to do what we can do, right? And the things that we can't, we're going to trust it to the Lord. We'll pray about everything and worry about nothing because when it's in the Lord, that's when the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And today, can I just ask you, You can receive your joy back. Get your happiness back when you put your trust in him. Let me pray for you, Lord. We love you. And Lord, I thank you for today. God, I just thank you for your presence and for your power. And Lord, I'm asking you today to help us with our worries. Lord, help us to put our full faith and put our full trust in you. Lord, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for the Apostle Paul who wrote these letters inspired by you. God, I thank you for the way that he shows us to live our life, to live our life with joy, 
Father, help us rejoice in the middle of chaos, in the middle of our worry, in the middle of our hurt. Lord, help us to rejoice because we've, we've put all that in you. And so, Father, today I pray for every person in this room who is holding on to something that they're not supposed to. Lord, they're holding on to something that, that, that you, <laughs> it's not for them. And Lord, it's time for them to release it to you. It's time for them to give it back to you. And so Lord, help them to release that thing. Lord, help them to put their full trust and put their hope in you. And so Lord, today we release our finances. Lord, we release our relationships to you. God, we're gonna do everything that we can, but Lord, we're, we're at a certain point, we're gonna give it to you and trust that you're gonna move in that. Lord, I just, I'm just asking for every person in this room with an anxious thought, with an anxious mind, Lord, that suffers with, this, with, with, with worry, so much worry, Lord, would you fill their heart with the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard their mind, Lord. And Lord, help us to continue to put our trust in you. We love you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name. Hey, with your heads bowed, eyes closed, maybe you're in this room today and you've never done what this scripture in Acts said. You've never fully put your trust in the Lord Jesus. You've never believed in the Lord Jesus. Can I tell you, the scripture is simple and it is so simple for you today to believe in the Lord Jesus and be saved. It can happen today. Listen, it happens in, in rooms like this all the time. And so if you're, if you're in this place today and you say, I, I want to accept Jesus, I want to surrender my life to him, I want to I put myself in the Lord, I want to I take what I have, my life, and surrender it over to God. If that's you in this room today, I'd love for you to pray a simple prayer with us. I'm telling you, you pray this prayer, you believe it. This Lord, this Jesus that we've talked about all day will come and enter into your life. You'll never be the same. You'll never be the same when you put your trust in him. And so if that's you, let's pray this prayer together. In fact, church, because we all believe it, let's, would you just repeat after me? Just say this, say, dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for me. But I believe that you raised him from the dead. Say this and mean it. Say, Jesus, I make you my Lord. I give you my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Would you give it up for all the people who prayed that prayer today?